Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Again, though, you know, they don't know Scott's black unless he, you you know, he lets you know it, lets you know he's black, you know. Or unless Uncle Vernon shows up to the barbecue. Or unless Uncle (laughs) Vernon shows up to the barbecue. But, you know, it'd be cool because he would hear all the because, you know, everybody thought they were safe. They were in a safe space. So he heard all the racist jokes or, you know, anytime somebody says some some dumb shit about blacks or whatever. So he wouldn't bust them out in front of everybody. He would just kind of put them off to, to pull them off to the side and put his arm around them and walk them into the corner and then show them pictures of us. Oh, mind you, by the way, Scott is also six five. So the motherfuckers be looking at him like they just shit a brick. You know what I mean? That's fantastic. <laughs> so he. He looks like a German daydream, but because of that little bit of color he's got, he's also their nightmare at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> That's like a wrestling gimmick right there. Did you ever talk to him about that? Because if he's a firefighter, he's got to be in decent shape, too. And if he's 6'5", that's, that's a gimmick. Well, he's older now, man. Hell, he um, shit, he's retired now. He had a stroke on the job. Oh, and, oh okay. Yeah, so they put him behind the desk for like the last five or six years, and then he retired, full benefits, nice pension. He tried the marriage thing. It didn't work out. Now he's just chilling, living in Florida. Good for him. At yeah. least he got, he got the easy way. But God, could you imagine that gimmick right there? Jesus. That's a great one. <laughs> it's like the undercover Aryan Nation boss right there. <laughs> Yo, that's a show. Undercover Aryan Nation boss. That's a show. We can get uh Rashid, we get Rashida Jones on there. So, it sounds we like a bit on the Chappelle show. show. It, it, <laughs> it kinda does, yeah. <laughs> we get Soledad O'Brien. You know what I mean? Ooh, that'd be good. And, and, and the theme song is done by uh, the Antwoord, that South African group, because they're, they're very big on the, the civil rights and everything. So that's fantastic. Is that how that's pronounced? I thought it was Diane's word. Is it's pronounced the word 
I I think it's the ant word because it's supposed okay. to be like the answer in yeah. Afrikaans. Okay. So I, th- I think it's the ant word. Yeah, I always thought their name was Diane's word for some reason. But they're 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 weird. But fuck, they're very progressive when it comes to their political views. When you kind of delve into the whole South South African thing, so that that would work. It would play. I think. Yeah, I could see that. And I remember the uh, the the young lady in the group, the chick. They tried to make her a star. She was in some movie. You remember that Chappie movie? It was like a, a bootleg short circuit. Yeah, or something. yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, well they're also. I wonder if they were in it, but they're also really big on like the District Nine kind of gimmicks in their videos and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just because of the South African thing or if it had more relevance to them. But yeah, so undercover area nation boss. I like this. <laughs> I like this a lot. <laughs> Shout out to Scott. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, the Sage of the Squared Circle, Mr. Kyle Moores. Um, I'm just coming at y'all with a real quick message because it's June, and June is the start of Pride Month. So I thought as the resident LGBT representative here at the Chair Shot, I'd give y'all a little history lesson as to the origins of pride, why we celebrate pride in June, and my thoughts on what we should be doing this year during pride. So for those of you that don't know, pride got started in 1969 in New York City at a place called the Stonewall Inn. And the background to that is that prior to the beginning of the pride movement, It was really, really common for the police to raid gay bars and beat people up and arrest them just for being gay. And this was in a time period where you being outed as being gay could cost you your job, could cost you housing, could threaten your safety in a lot of ways. And so this kind of treatment from the police was just really, really common for the LGBT community. And in June of 1969, the police raided this bar called the Stonewall Inn. And on this particular night, the people in this bar, especially the black trans women in this bar, decided that they were tired of getting their asses beat by the police and decided that they were going to stand up for themselves and decided to fight back. And so the gay pride movement that started in 1969 started with riots. It started with chants of out of the bars and into the streets and the LGBT community in New York City first and then around the country rose up and fought back against this unfair treatment by the police. Now I say all that to say a couple of things. Number one, we wouldn't have pride without the fierce commitment and advocacy of black activists and especially black trans women. People like Martha P. Johnson who put their lives on the line for our safety and our well-being. That's number one. Number two, I'm not here to say that violence is the answer, but if you're the type of person who thinks that violence doesn't get paid attention to, riots get 
attention. When nobody else was listening to the gay community telling them that the police are beating our asses for no fucking reason, and nobody else wanted to care, and when people couldn't take it anymore, and they rose up, and they went out in the streets, and they started breaking shit, all of a sudden people started to listen. A riot is the language of the unheard. If you want the violence to stop, listen to why people are being violent in the first place. Number one. Number two, if you are a member of the LGBT community, you owe it to your ancestors to get out there and support black lives. Because if black lives hadn't fought for you, you wouldn't have the rights that you have. Black lives matter. And you need to give them that same support that they gave to y'all. So this year during Pride, we can't be out there marching in parades, y'all. Rona is still a thing. But what we can do is we can use our voices, use our power, and use our advocacy to amplify black lives. Do it. It's the right fucking thing to do. Love y'all. Stay safe out there. It's gimmick infringement, but I'm still going to rock with it. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I, are you referencing uh, Jalen and Jacoby, if, if you will? No, I was referencing the Nick Cannon show. Of course, I'm referencing Jalen and Jacoby, sir. Shout out to Jalen and Jacoby. Woo woo. You can be what they want, what they need. <laughs> I was really hoping it was a Nick Cannon show. I love Wild and Out. That shit was a bomb. <laughs>
it still comes on. They just don't want to pay known comedians to be on it no more. So they get all the internet kids and they can pay them like what five grand an episode, if that. You know what That's I mean? That's why I forgot it was on because it's not good anymore. That's what you're saying. Okay, thank you. Listen, no listen, Jalen and Jacoby won't be mad. Think of all the free advertising they're getting here, both all our listeners hearing us talk about Jalen and Jacoby. Yeah, that's it. That makes sense. By the way, very good autobiography, Jalen Rose's book. If you ever get a chance to check it out, check that out. Anywho, make sure you guys use your heads. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. If you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out on the chair shot, show us some love by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by Ned Dwino, a.k.a. Andrew Belaz, and Drunky McPatterson, Mr. PC Tunney. You know, I ahoy, resemble... Ahoy, chips, ahoy. Uh, it's yeah, it's yeah, not wine. Do. It's not yeah. wine's beer. It's not wine. Oh. Or it's Jack Daniels. I don't know what's wino. You see a paper bag here? You see I, a paper bag? I'm pretty sure I saw a paper bag while the song was playing. Yes. Shh, you don't see it now. <laughs> But you know how some people, man, they'll they'll drink a beer or at least have the common courtesy or, you know, discipline or home training to actually pour themselves a glass of libations or liquor. No, uh-huh. this melon farmer just take the whole fifth bottle to the face, man. Like, fuck it. This is me, America. This is who I am. I mean, the, but the bottle's got to end sometimes. And when there's not a lot left, I have a mouth. A glass doesn't need to get dirty because then that means I have to do dishes or so, you you know, I'm lazy. What can I say? Shout out to being white, man, means you never have to worry about optics. Because <laughs> uh, the optics, bruh. <laughs> bruh, I don't need to worry about optics on a podcast, and neither do you. It's all audio, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Tony, do you have anything to add to this stimulating conversation? No. No chips ahoy today? I already did that. Did, did you? Sure. This is why you don't drink did liquor shit out the bottle, Andrew. I, I mean, mean, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm drinking out of a can. I switching over to, like, Oreos or Thin Mints. Uh, you never know. Can't always be Chips Ahoy, motherfucker. You were uh, bottled it's, deep into your, your wino gimmick. That's why you missed him saying it. Let's let's get it straight, though. It's not a shout-out to Chips Ahoy. It's a shout-out to Montgomery C. Montgomery Burns, if you will. Are they saying boo or are they saying boo earns? So, here, let, let, me, let me tell you what the deal is here. Okay. He, Burns would answer the phone, ahoy, ahoy. So I answer the podcast, ahoy, ahoy. I just add chips, ahoy. Sounds like you're looking for some kind of sponsorship. Because I, I like cookies. cookies. We like cookies. Oh, I should be drinking it like the whole, like a half gallon of milk or something like that instead oh, no, of booze. No, 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 we that. totally missed this. It. Yeah. You won't, you won't I could go it. full Kurt Angle you, here. I could no. just take milk to the face. I think you booze. could drink more alcohol than booze. Uh, than, uh, al- more, alcohol. more alcohol than booze? <laughs> more, I mean, How drunk are you, sir? <laughs> I think you could, <laughs> just, you could drink more alcohol than milk and last longer on this show. Probably. I, and I love how Chris is just judging everybody at the moment. Like, he's just letting us talk, and his face is just like, these motherfuckers who I have to deal with every week. Thank I you. T- I talk to Chris so much, I don't even re- I don't even recognize his faces anymore. I just kind of, you know, it's, I'm numb to him. He's numb to me. We're just kind of... Are you sure that's just Chris, or is that the booze talking that you can't recognize faces, Mr. Gonna, you know, take the beer better than the booze, or whatever well, the fuck you said like five minutes ago? <laughs> My beer comes out of a can with a fish on it, so there you go. Is it dogfish shed? No. 
It's Two Hearted from uh, Bells. That which one is it? Two Hearted from Bells. No, I don't know that one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pod is War. The only sponsorship we need is a twelve step program. Oh, did I ever tell you the story about when, when I went over to watch the Super Bowl by DP's house and we all got together and then we're playing cards after and I brought a 12 pack of Moon Man's and that's a new Glarus uh, brewing company makes Spotted Cow. OK, so Moon Man's is like an American pale ale. It's only 5 percent. I mean, which is more than a light beer. Right. I mean, it's, it's like a White Claw. So no one wanted any of them. And I ended up drinking all 12 of them and we're finishing up the night at one or two in the morning and I drink the 12th one and I put it down and I say, there's your 12 step program. Yeah, you're not helping, not helping. But we're lazy. So does this 12 step program have like an escalator or something like that? Because if it'll take me there, uh, I might I might play. But if I I have to take 12 steps, fuck that shit. I'll take you there. I have to put pants on. It's warm in here. It's fucking the beginning of June, and it feels like it's 90. It's sweltering. I can't deal with that. New Jersey sucks right now. Yeah, and that didn't have anything to do with the fifth. But next week, tune in for Body's War with special guest, Dr. Drew. What? I'm a doctor now? Is this like Britt Baker? Wait, let's uh, throw it. I get what? to roll around. Do I get my own Reba? Somebody to ro- I could be a role model. <gasps> it's perfect lazy mobility. Thank you. Let's throw it around the horn for the... A good eastern portion of the country's weather here as we record Pot is War on Wednesday. Andrew, you said it's muggy and hot there in yes, New Jersey. It fucking sucks. Okay. It's like 80 something, but it feels like 90 because it's sticky. All right, so so it's Wednesday evening and Andrew is sticky and shitty. How's it down in Atlanta, <laughs> Platt? Are you sticky well, and shitty? I, I am neither, but I, I do have to say I don't want people thinking that I'm being self-righteous here. I'm literally double-fisted, so I'm throwing myself in Ooh. with uh, the 12-step program as well. Uh, the weather was actually nice today. It was nice and cool. It was, it's been a little muggy, but today was nice, and I don't know why we're talking about this. Nobody gives a shit about the weather, but fine, since you want to round it out. PC, how's the weather in Milwaukee? Well, on the western side of Lake Michigan, Platt, we've been experiencing some muggy days ourselves. But luckily, a nice storm front came through recently. And now when I went outside, it's cool, cool, cool as the other side of the pillow. Booyah. Shout out to <sighs> Stu Scott. Oh, wow. I forgot. I plugged my, my charger into the computer because I was at 13% when we charged. But I didn't plug the charger into the wall or an outlet. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I love how there is no segue for that. It's just literally. What did that? Fuck, I don't... My phone died. <laughs> What's happening? I don't understand. I think his phone died. What is that? that... So he's he, he put his phone ahead of the podcast. He did well. Hey, it's better than when you decide to make all the noise in the world just to go get another fucking beer. At least he has—I don't know—he's visible about. That's it. part of the show. That is true. If we don't hear the cat in your chair at some point, it's just not a show. I put my computer ahead of the podcast because my computer was finna die, and I can't trust you, Yahoo's, to do five minutes by yourself. I'm not. Just for I'm at not. Least 40 yeah, I'm not editing any of this. This is gold, Jerry. Gold. Why do they call it oval team in the cans round? You should call it round team. On that note, topic one. Maybe you were right, Chris. Maybe we can't fill five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you're not helping. <laughs>
to say I am a big mark for that entrance theme right there. I think it is phenomenal. It really gets me going. You know, there's certain themes you hear that get you up to see that person that's coming out, and that's one of them for me right now, currently in all of professional wrestling. And the biggest storyline, in my opinion, is that EO is your brand new women's champion on NXT. You know, Charlotte had uh, Rhea in the old uh, figure four, called the figure eight almost, and then out of nowhere, EO, the pinfall, out of the sky. Andrew, thoughts on the entire show and the main event? I mean, I'm just going to kick it off with it. It was biased, but me and Chris were right. We were on point with who we picked for our initial bias last week, if you remember. But uh, I I, I was batting 500, man, because Velveteen didn't pull it out. True, but I think that's only because he pulled off like that Walking Dead kind of fit, and that just didn't work (laughs) out right. That looked kind of (laughs) cheesy. Though I did, I did like Adam Cole's monster truck. I was really hoping for that monster truck sumo war, but that never came to be. Karrion Cross looked like a million dollars. Scarlet Bordeaux, Scarlet, whatever she's exactly going by, she looks amazing. Uh, that that was awesome. The Finn Balor Damian Priest match. Priest lost, but he looked. That was the best he's looked yet. Like he kept up with Balor. He made it believable. I didn't really like the callbacks to like Scott Hall all the time like it's cute i get it he does do kind of a crucifix drop sometimes but he doesn't have to do the obvious you know razor ramon shake and the the arms out type thing like that doesn't play into the story you know calm your mark ass down a little bit but it it was it was a good show i enjoyed it a lot it was obviously uh high pointed by the main event and it was almost like a one-match show because everything else didn't quite live up to the same level that the the women's three-way lived up to. But <laughs> it, it it was fun, man. I I enjoyed it, and even even the little six man in the beginning with with the the six women with Tegan, Shotzi, Candice, Mia, Dakota, and Raquel. Like it it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, but it told a good story. And we got to see a little bit of dissension between Dakota and Raquel. So maybe that is going to start to fizzle out a little bit. So I think good story, good possible progression, entertaining, great finish. I can't be mad. Well, first off, I I enjoyed all the callbacks to the original In Your House. That was cool that they dug up Todd Pettengill out of nowhere. I thought that was a real nice touch. And should have brought his mullet back too, damn it. No, it's not that serious. And the Ico <laughs> Pro and D-Generation X looking like grumpy old men. I thought that was a nice touch That as well. wasn't grumpy old men. That was Zoolander. Come on. It was a bunch of old men with beards trying to figure out technology. Come on, man. But it was exactly the Zoolander skit. You even heard what uh, Tom Phillips or whatever say. Someone needs to tell him that the files are in the computer. Exactly the Zoolander spot. That that was the best part. And yes, they're old men without with technology, so they look stupid. And it was kind of a callback to their whole other thing with the AOL chat rooms. But I don't know. I, I went more for the Zoolander angle. I thought that was great. I yeah. just liked how Sonny with his did. blue steel over there. Thank you. I just like how uh, Pettengill threw it to Degeneration Next, and then you just see all these old-ass dudes with these gray-ass, white-ass beards. Man. I, I popped more when he threw it to the 900 number, and then he's like, what do you mean we don't do 1-900 numbers anymore? Oh, okay. I guess I'm at the AOL chat room. And oh, did you, I haven't checked yet, but did any of you, are those cookie sandwiches, are the ice cream bars back? 
Is that a real thing, or was that just to get this now job? Speaking of the old 900 numbers and something that's on uh, the WWE Network, there's like Dude, a lost... we can't talk about that right now. You stop it. Sonny does Skype stuff now. You stop the 900 number shit. No, no. There's... You're both wrong. <laughs> she has an OnlyFans now. There's like, it's like Slamboree. You can convince her to Skype it too. <laughs> it's Slamboree 95 or something like that in WCW, and they found a tape of uh, Sting backstage talking to the camera like a... Like the Undertaker talks to the camera backstage on the, the uh, documentary, so go check it out on the network. Yeah, I saw that. It's about what thirty, forty minutes, something like that. It's, it's not up to even. His match it's it's versus, less than thirty uh, minutes. Bump. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, sorry, lead up to go his ahead. match with Big Bubba at yes, yeah, Lamborghini ninety five. The most interesting part is Macho Man talking with a semi regular voice. I mean, he's still macho. He's still macho, but it's just not exaggerated. You could tell the way he interacted with Sting that that he, Sting was one of the guys that Macho Man actually liked because Macho Man didn't actually like barely anybody. Yeah, true. It's like then, Sting, D- DDP, and anybody else after that. Hogan I guess him and off. Hogan had a love hate relationship. <laughs> Hogan on and off. <laughs> yeah, that that that's it. There we go. All right. <laughs> yeah. And gorgeous George, but uh, but true, anywho, true. Back, back to back to in your house though. Yeah, back to in your house. Not um, even Lanny. With the, Without no, <laughs> I wouldn't either. Genius, Anywho. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not interested in anything Finn Bauer has going on right now, and it's of no fault of his own. He just means nothing to me right now. Uh, Velveteen, I liked the match. I thought it could have been better, but it was cool. I just I don't agree with the decision of having him lose again. So now he's lost what three or four title matches, I think you run the risk of defining him down if you just have him keep going for the title and losing. I mean, who was the last time that story? Well, that storyline worked out well. What was it? Tommy Dreamer and ECW? So I, I don't know about that. And, and that wasn't Red, even supposed to work out. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to I, be the lovable loser always. <laughs> and I mean, I get it. He's lost a little bit of steam since he came back from the injury. But, you, you know, you got to be careful with that guy. Keith Lee is way too big for NXT, and I mean that quite literally. It's hard for me to sit up here and watch him catch a fair one with all these little itty bitty guys. It just takes it, it it takes me out of my suspension of disbelief. Ever since I saw him go head heads up with Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman, yeah, I can't see him here. So I, I I don't know why they keep him down there. I don't know if it's because they want some star power on that show or if they think there's some things that he's got to work on before he's ready. I'd like to see a little bit more fire from the big man, but I think you need to call him up. Um, what else did we have on the show? Uh, yeah, Killer Cross. That's a hot gimmick, and you see he's they're pushing him to the top. We'll get into that momentarily. They're already positioning him for an NXT title shot, so that lets you know how they feel about that, which I think somebody on this show predicted, but that's neither here nor there. The main event. Did I did I miss anything else? Yeah, the the ladies fought, and that was cool. Okay, yeah, and the main event. You know, I thought there was a couple of spots in there that were a little clunky, and I thought uh, Mr. Uh, Andrew Meltzer over here is going to nitpick it a little bit. I should have known better because, you know, he has rooting interest. But I thought it was a really good match. It was worthy of a main event. And all three women worked super-duper hard. And the most interesting part was afterwards. I don't know if you guys heard about the uh, the interview that or the press conference, rather, that Triple H did afterwards on Facebook where he kind of cut the criticism off at its legs because, you know, people were going to say, well, what's the point of having Charlotte come down there beat the delicious Rhea Ripley, try to pop her rating only to have her lose like this and in this manner. And he said, we'll understand it in about three or four months. Everything will make a little more sense now. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because everybody loves NXT, so why not? 
Overall, it was a cool show. I liked the nostalgia feel. The main event saved the show for me. Everything else was kind of mid, but the main event, all three of those women worked hard. And shout out to Aisha Rona, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue with anything you said there. And yeah, I did notice there were some things here or there between the the double chop spot for Charlotte that EO kind of missed because she's like a foot fucking shorter than everybody else. And when the referee had to literally stop her and basically tell her pander a little more and sell for the replay, that was fucking hilarious when she was about to run right into her double knees spot on Rhea. And then you saw the referee get right in the way and be like, no, 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 wait a second. Wait a beat. And yeah, how about... um. How about the finish, though, with the way the moonsault came down? I know it looked brutal. Oh, poor but it Rhea. Looked, yeah. It looked brutal because of the way Rhea sold. And that that's kind of how I interpret it because I watched it back a couple times. Rhea was up grabbing at her knee. If she sold flat back and just kind of screamed and tried to fight back, that would have hit her right in the chest. Then, like, Io didn't miss necessarily to hit her in the face. It's because... Rhea kind of popped up a little bit to sell that she was grabbing at the knee to try to break the the figure eight. And maybe EO was expecting more of a, a flat back sell. I don't know. But did you do you think that's negative? And I'm saying that based on the precedent of when Mustafa Ali hit the 054 and came down on Daniel Bryan's face. Suddenly a 450 was his finish and he wasn't allowed to do that anymore. When PJ Black came down on Ricky Steamboat's head with the shooting star press or the 450, whatever it happened to be, because it's been a few years, suddenly that wasn't a thing anymore. Billy Kidman's been well known to be kind of a little dangerous when it comes to his shooting star press and coming down knees onto somebody's face. Do you see it as she wasn't anticipating Rhea to sell that way because it wasn't that far off? Or was it one of those things that you think might go against her and be like, be a little more careful, aim a little lower, don't do that again? I always hate these questions because, you know, I've never been in a match. So, I, you know, it, it's hard for me to I can't talk with any authority. I will say the degree of difficulty for that move was on a scale of one to ten was a fifteen point five. Because yeah. she's sitting there in the figure four, it literally cuts your target in half. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it might have been it might have been a situation where she was aiming a little higher as to avoid Charlotte's knees and you know possibly hurting herself. I, I think it comes across, you know, I don't like my wrestling all smooth and whatnot. It doesn't always have to be smooth and, and look choreographed because real fights sometimes shit goes haywire. You know what I mean? True. Real fights aren't smooth. True, true. And plus, it's sold into it. I mean, you're stuck in the figure eight, and then somebody does a backflip from 12 feet onto your face. You're probably going to be down for three seconds. That makes perfect sense. So, you know, it, it was a hard spot to pull off. I don't think they pulled it off perfectly, but I'm not going to deduct from what was a damn fine match with three damn fine wrestlers just because of that. No, that that's that's a fair point, too. I was just bringing it up mostly because we have the Nia Jack stuff where she give somebody a cut and hurt somebody and the you know internet goes crazy no one really said anything negative about eo coming down knees first onto ria's face and you could tell ria was moving and everything so it's not like she was really really screwed up or whatever but it's we're in that culture where whenever something doesn't come off smoothly 
then people start pointing fingers and be like, oh, they're unsafe and this, that, the other thing. And like the whole the whole buckle bomb thing. Yeah, Naya got it banned. But then people go, oh, well, Seth hurt Finn because of the buckle bomb on the outside and tore his rotator cuff. And Seth killed Sting's career because of a buckle bomb and yada, yada, yada. So people validate it to, I guess, pick at whoever, you know, public enemy number one or two happened that to be is. at the time. But That's I just exactly I wasn't sure if this kind of hit you as one of those things that might start to build up as a well let, let let's pick at EO and tear her down because too many people like her so let let's pick her pick on her to bring her down a notch because maybe she's unsafe. Nah, she's an internet darling, so she'll be just fine. And the goodwill that she built up, uh, I didn't expect that reaction that she got after she won. Everybody was just cuckoo for Coco Puffs. I didn't realize. In my naivete, I didn't realize her fan base was that broad. So, y'all, everybody had a hard-on that night that she won the title. So, I, I think she'll be fine. Uh, a couple other things. WWE, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and Jonathan Christ. Oh, wow. Cut it with the jump cuts, man. Seriously, it's very de- de- disorientating, especially if you've had a couple of libations and some sarsaparillas. You know what I mean? It's not a good look. It's just too much. It's just too much. Um, another thing, did Charlotte get another set of work done up front? Because, I mean, Jesus Christ, I don't know how she uh, stands up straight without toppling over with those things. Yeah. Yeah, they did look a little more fresh than they have lately. I will, however, I did I did take notice of one thing. Whoever did Charlotte's makeup, that was actually probably the best I've seen her look aesthetically in a while. And I'm just I'm just saying compared to like Rio who overdid it with like the purple and the one contact and she looked fucking that contrasted weird because she's pale as fuck. And then but Char- Charlotte actually looked pretty cute. I'll give her credit. And I'm not really a, a Charlotte guy. But yeah, she looked kind of cute. Points for whoever did her makeup. Maybe it was Andrade. I don't know. Oh, well, you know, coming from uh, the esteemed Andrew Belast, that's the highest of high when it comes to compliments. Oh, yeah. shut up, because you bring that <laughs> shit up all the time, too. Like, what, what was it uh, a year ago? Oh, Charlotte finally learned how to dress. She finally got somebody to teach her how to, like, make her figure look decent in a pair of clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah motherfucker. So it, it's not She's like I'm player. the only one to, uh, you know, throw out the aesthetic assumption or the aesthetic affirmation. So calm down. You pulled that right <laughs> out of nowhere from a year ago? Do you have, like, a book you study before we record every week? He's like, ah, oh, okay, what did... What did Platt say about yeah, the major yeah, characters no, no, of this yeah, week's yeah, show? I drink a lot, but I tend to retain <laughs> a good bit of what we talk about. But yet he lies, but he still is going to maintain the what? lie talking about uh, the Royal Rumble when he said I, he didn't consider the Royal Rumble an actual match and he wasn't going to ever put that in the match of the week category. And then lo and behold, two years later, or the very next year, the Royal Rumble is in the match. I didn't say I didn't consider it a match. I said I don't consider it a normal thing because it's all gimmicks. So I just kind of rate it on the good, bad, very good kind of thing. It just gets a bland two, three, four kind of thing. It doesn't, I'm not going to be like, it was a technical masterpiece and 27 out of 30 people were beautiful. So it gets a 4.275. No, I'm not going to do that. I just be like, good, good, bad, ugly. That's kind of how it goes. You notice he's not even talking about what I just said at all. He's talking about what you said. I'm, I'm on my way to Cleveland. He's catching the flight to San Diego. That's what's happening right here. But anywho, I'm on the way to Atlanta, <laughs> you gotta talk about this one. You can go back to Cleveland. You can go Guys, back home if you want to. We're waiting here for you and GA. This very much <laughs> sounds like a war. 
gentlemen the wednesday night war has been updated people have moved on people have stepped in what did you think tonight andrew i know you kind of watched both i enjoyed aew a few highlights for me but how did you appreciate where they went from in your house to the show after i think nxt made sense it wasn't flashy tonight but the matches made sense. The way people paired off made sense. Still keeping Loomis and Velveteen relevant in the Undisputed Era story. That's nice. As as Mr. Platt alluded to, we saw Scarlet come out with her Britney Spears rendition, but it was pure black instead of red cat suit and kind of put out an... Oh, wrong one. My bad. Yeah, it's, it's oops. Oops. But, that's what uh, I was doing, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, I don't know. That's she a... does it in like 90% of her fucking songs. Yeah, so you're right. <laughs> yeah. But then bum, she, she bum, kind bum. of presents him with the hourglass, which I liked, which it proves that Cross isn't necessarily next, but it's soon. And Cole, they, they had a nice camera angle on Cole to kind of see his reaction to basically like his life slowly running out and he was clutching the the title kind of concerned and it was it, it was good cinematography like I like that a lot um not really oh, sure Adam, what... just real quick Adam Cole man your, your, your girl got two jobs bro and they're both high paying it's, you could go sit back for a little bit man go watch Dr. Phil or Maury or something you, you, she got it you good just relax man you did good, Cole. You did good. I mean, he still got to put a ring on that. Like, we're, don't, don't crown him yet right now. <laughs> let, let, let's, we know how wrestling relationships usually shake out, so let's give that some time. But, um, like, the whole Dakota Kai Raquel thing, that is weird. Like, I don't know where they're going with that because they, they hinted at dissension last week or at In Your House, and now they seem... To, like Dakota pulled off the win against Casey Cat and Zero, so maybe Dakota's just supposed to get Raquel back some wins from the Mae Young Classic for whoever she beat, but now they have to find Nicole Savoy, and I don't think that's possible. I don't know. Is she still with the NXT? I don't know. Anyway, not the point. So, you know, Keith Lee, Gargano's, that was fun. We, we had a bunch of nice little personality stuff right there. Candice got squashed, literally, so it gave the Gargano's <laughs> opening, and that, that was great. Finn apparently is calling out Keith Lee, so Finn dealt with Cameron Grimes, and he wants the national title, which I, I guess, I guess, the, 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 I mean, North American title, and I guess that's fine, national because... National title. Sorry, they, <laughs> he was they the all look similar, because... I am the national champion. Hey, no one has a national, and it has that red belt and everything, too, so it, 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 that gets stuck in my head more than North American, because that's a mouthful and a half. But um, keep your Western way. Hemisphere balls. Come on. Okay, that's nice. No <laughs> one rules the nation better than me, the nation champion. The nation, yes, national, just like the baseball team. But anyway, so yes, the North American title. So that that'd be fun. Finn versus Keith, because if Finn takes it off Keith, that frees Keith up to go after Cole. If that's kind of in the cards, and then we could see Keith and Cole, maybe Keith and Cross. Who knows? That that could be cool. And Dexter Loomis looked legitimate. Like, he did not look bad at all today. Creepy as fuck, because he's been doing Creeper for the last, like, eight years. 
from Impact to his little bit of a stint in NWA when they were doing that and now. But fuck, if it works, it works. So it was a solid show. Nothing really great aside from the thing that I've been slow rolling, and that's the whole Phantasma reveal, because that was fantastic. My biggest issue with El Hijo del Fantasma was the fact they put the fucking mask back on him. And we saw he lost it in AAA during Triple Mania last year, and that that's important. That means something. He's not supposed to wear the fucking mask again. Rey Mysterio, when he lost it in fucking WCW in a gimmick joke fucking shit, you know, he had to petition for a while just to get the mask back. But Phantasma wears it for the cruiserweight thing, wears it for the championship match. And then there's this big swerve at the end with the, the whole he's really a heel. And the two mask guys that were abducting people were working for him the whole time. And it was Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild, DJZ, if, if I got that name right, the Joaquin Wild thing. So then he takes his mask off and says he's like Santos Escobar, which that sounds like the best fucking like drug dealer name in the whole fucking world. So I'm happy with that. And it validates using the mask for the reveal still sits a little bad with me, but I'm happy it was kind of used to further the gimmick than just be like ignoring the actual Mexican tradition of the mask and Lucha de Apuestas. Yeah, Dexter Loomis definitely has a restraining order or two in his past. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Phantasma thing, anything? Or just you just wanted to pick on him for being a creepy white dude? Yeah, I just wanted to pick on him for being a creepy white dude. I actually missed the Phantasma thing. I had it, I had AEW on at that particular point in time. I, I just wasn't moist. Nothing made me moist about that whole cruiserweight uh, interim tournament situation, so I I avoided all those matches. I didn't care. I, I just well, did. The, the Drake Maverick story was really well done, even though Max Drake called it was... a work. We knew it was a work, and it was nice because Drake also continued it where he tried to put Phantasma over, and he basically said, even though everybody was talking about me and finally getting a contract again last week, it should have been about you. We had a great match. Like he was baby facing the shit out of everything. It's just like. Re- respectfully like we should have another match because that was really great and they, there should be more shine on you then the two mask guys came out they did the back-to-back like they were gonna fight off the mask dudes and then you just see phantasma kind of but you know straighten up and turn around and you know look at drake while he's not facing him and then the two mask guys get up and then drake kind of turns around and realize it was all 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 the ho- the fix was in so to speak and uh-uh. laid him out no. The Drake thing was really well done, but something you said about this NXT, which I agree with. This uh, this episode of NXT really reminded me of a season premiere of a of a television show. You know, not a whole lot happened. It was a little slow at parts, but it was one of those shows designed strictly to set the table, so let you know where we're gonna go, and it kind of put the mm-hmm. the pieces of the chessboard in place. No, that that that's fair. I just okay, the Fantasma thing really worked for me, probably because I was so up. Uh, upset about the mask thing and then at least it validated it but tunny or chris since you watched it more aew thoughts concerns hit me really good main events solid main event with cody and mark quinn who i think can be a star if they do this right it's wrestling so of course and it's a black guy so of course i have no faith that they're going to do this right but he had a really good showing this evening it was that was a fun and entertaining match 
Orange Cassidy, you, you'd appreciate this, balls. Orange Cassidy got the shit beat out of him by the inner circle with a 20-pound bag of oranges. <laughs> Was he selling them down by the freeway? Well... <laughs> Well, see that. that did that you sell those? Did you sell those bag of oranges to the inner circle? Ortiz and Santana were in you that did, match, didn't you? And then out of nowhere, there's a bag I, of oranges I that you're eating Orange Cassidy with. Don't and tell I'm mom just the like, oh, Jericho, too soon, too soon. Like I love, I love beating him with oranges because he's Orange Cassidy, but. Uh. And he got color. They were blood oranges, and he started bleeding too. It was great. Synergy, but it bleed orange it was red i'm sad it's all red once it hits the oxygen it should balls. be, it should well, be it's, it's 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 actually blue sir and then the oxygen iodizes it and know, makes he's it orange he's freshly squeezed oh yeah he got his ass freshly squeezed all right yeah blood <laughs> don't make juice motherfucker <laughs> i want to see some orange color Really, you get some food coloring in that shit. Just really gonna no sell the Pope joke, huh? Okay, cool. Angela, I didn't know you were that big of an Elijah Burke fan. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I don't think there's anything else I remember on the show that was really of consequence. Tony, am I missing something? Well, Darby Allen did skate with Tony Hawk. So that was something for all you big skateboarding fans. And he did actually land a pretty cool trick, Darby Allen, former skateboarder. No, I, seriously, if you go back and watch what he landed, the eight-foot ladder or six-foot ladder off a three-foot ramp, it was pretty cool. Um, I, I like Sammy Guevara's match with Cole Cabana. I really like that match. Um, I enjoyed the tag team match to start the show. So, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that, man. The Revolted, or whatever the hell they're called, versus uh, Butcher and Blade and... Blade Butcher or Dax and Cash. Cash Dax Hardwood. How great is that name? So if the wrestling thing don't work out, you know what his next career option is. Hello, ladies. <laughs> you know, I, I like I find myself liking Dynamite less now that the Young Bucks are back on. Like I enjoyed the show a lot more knowing I wouldn't have to deal with the Young Bucks. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what bothered me the little bit I did see, or a little bit I should say paid attention of AEW because I kind of had it running in the background. I wasn't paying a ton of attention. The Matt Hardy thing. Like, I didn't mind it at first when he would flip through gimmicks, when he's like stuck in an ice chest and he'd pop out of something different or they'd put him underwater, then he'd pop out of something different. But now he's he's schizophrenic and he comes out with Mattitude in version one. And then as soon as they say a word, then he puts his head down and he's then Damascus or broken or. What? Like, is who who thought that was a good idea? Just have him just schizophrenically rehash all of his old gimmicks. Like, am I, am I missing something? Because I thought that was dumb as fuck. I mean, give it a ch- chance to play out, man. Because you remember when they started doing the bloken thing, the bloken thing. Bloken? When they started, when they started doing oh, the bloken. Oh, jolly good with the bloken, bloken universe, everybody. Pip, pip, hey. cheerio. <laughs> Fish <laughs> and crimpets and, and cupcakes and whatever we got. Matthew Hardy of Cheshire. Matthew Hardy of Cheshire. I'm your bloken one. <laughs> bloken one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when they started doing the uh, Ploken Pat Harvey thing. Yeah, everybody was kind of like. Tea and biscuits know, for everybody. Let's get bloken. So y'all just gonna step on all my great jokes. My bloke and Pat Harvey, nothing. Nothing. No, 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 no. 
But when, when it first happened, I think mine have broken through better. Oh, Austin, how could you? <laughs> Twins battle in the bloken universe, everyone. <laughs> that's not a dated reference at all, no. Tune in no. to Downton Abbey next week for more bloken references. The, that's for, a, that's what, a bad Tony Hawk, who was relevant in, what, 1997? Are they bringing Sean White out next? Or Bam Margera? What the fuck? Come on, dated references. Fucking AEW pulled out Mike Tyson two weeks ago to pop a rating. And a you, perfect- you, you watch your, you bite your goddamn tongue, man. There will not be any uh, Mike Tyson bite, slam on I'm, these I airwaves. Can't bite my tongue. I'll bite your ear instead if we're on the Mike Tyson thing. You will not besmirch the good goddamn name of Iron Mike Tyson on these airwaves, <laughs> goddammit. Uh, Tunny. Tony, what, what what is Mike Tyson buying currently? Because if we're not besmirching a name, we need a plug for a certain chip brand. No, no, no. No, no you're not going to do it? No? Doritos? Maybe, but how would he say it? <laughs> eh, that's a played out right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll bring he it never- back. I'll bring it, like I said, I'll bring it back when he comes back on AEW. How's that sound? Hopefully he comes out without the shirt because apparently those are hard to rip. I was hoping you'd say hopefully he comes out with a kangaroo. <laughs> a tiger? What if he came out with a tiger? That would be awesome. He's owned the he tigers before, tiger. literally. Yes. That was in Hangover, so we're, we're good there. No, he owned that's the tiger in real life back when know, but he was Mike it. Tyson. Jericho breaks into his house to try to get him, and the tiger attacks. Oh, him. that'd be fun if a- they did that. That'd be great. There we go. There, that's how we do it. All right, thank you. Boom, show's over. Mic drop. Thank you. Maybe y'all should try the show on drugs next week. Maybe it'll be a little bit better because this bullshit ain't working out for y'all. <laughs> Maybe you should try it on drugs and you'll find us funnier. Wow. You go first, then we'll go. How about that? (laughs) How do you even get drugs in the social distancing era? You know a guy who knows a guy who stays six feet away and delivers in a (laughs) Just Okay, you you throw the money in the car, I'll I'll toss you the bag. Is that how it works? I mean, it works. It's sealed in a bag. You ain't got to touch. <laughs> Jeez. Anywho, uh, yeah, any other AW, AEW thoughts? Any other A&W root beer thoughts? Not really. Not a big root beer fan myself. Cody Logan defended Pat Harvey. Cody defended the TNT title. You know, that's about it. That's literally how I started my AEW review, but thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, thought my, it, I thought I thought mine was better. Then it ended with it, it Hager was, getting was, shot at it, it, it Fighter Fest, apparently. So that that's good for Hager. That's the show I went to last year for 15 minutes, right? The no, I went to the was, the, was it the, the fight for the Fallen or Fighter yeah, Fest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the uh, fighting Fallen Soldiers. That's right. You went to go fight Fallen Soldiers? Is that why you only lasted 15 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> you just walked in and you went, ah, I won. They're Fallen Soldiers. I misread. And then you left. That's fantastic. I, That's I, what I, happens in the bloken universe, everybody. I, 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 I kicked a couple in the gut. You know what I mean? I stepped on one of them's hand, you know. Uh, <laughs> then I thanked them for their service and dip. Full circle. Full we circle. got some Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's. <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh that's great. Oh. Uh, 
think is it time to move on, gentlemen? I think we maybe we should hit up a little commercial here first before <laughs> that. Or something kind of, you know, a little buffer. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. You've been searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor. And buried in your bones, there's an ache that you can't ignore. Taking your breath, stealing your mind, and all that was real is left behind. Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you. It's only this moment, don't care what comes after. Official theme song for Backlash right there. Speaking of Backlash, Andrew Andrew looks sick. <laughs> That's what yeah. happens when you take a fifth to your neck. No, that was sick because of, what the fuck was that, Panic at the Disco or some shit It like was, that? it was Panic at the Disco. Ugh. Well, they have two. The high school Let's, musical version. Of hey, can, can, can you just put on some creed from that first album because that's better than oh, Panic wow. at the Disco. Hard. let's go to my own pr- er, my, yeah, my prison right now fuck i'll even take with arms wide open because fucking panic at the disco they were good because that one song was so stupid it was fucking catchy the, the i chimed in with the haven't you motherfuckers heard of because your girlfriend's a whore or whatever fuck it was called and that that was that was funny but that fucking garbage ass music. Oh my god, that's backlash. That there song was, is backlash. There was there that, was actually the well, fucking... there was actually a second song, and I didn't like that one either. So I don't know. If what that's... was the but second yeah. song? It was called Oh Yeah, and they didn't even oh, say. Yeah, oh, and catchy. I listened and I listened to like the first minute and a half, and they didn't even say Oh Yeah. I mean, at least Usher has the dignity to say Yeah when he does that song. Him and Lil John. I turned into like the Kool-Aid man. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so uh, that song blows. So I'm assuming that the, the show's not going to be great. And when Orton and Edge are just memeing the fuck out of greatest whatever ever, buying coffee, buying planes, buying whatever. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this about as much as a colonoscopy. Chris, up to you. Go. Listen to this fucking guy. We'll get oh, I had an intro for next. this one, you fucker. That was the, the shitty song was the intro. You don't have to say anything because that fucking terrible fucking song was enough. I want to be Bye. done with this. That song abused my ears. <sighs> well, the the that's not what I heard. You know what I I heard you want me to play it again because he can see what you see, 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 you see, you see. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Searching in the dark, sweat soaking through the floor. No, you're right. I can't even do it. <laughs> you didn't even get to the good part. This is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good part. It sounds like a gremlin going fucking crazy on helium. This is the greatest. Man, I got such a good, I got such a good theme coming for the next one that I really just want to play it and skip the whole thing. 
I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm. I, are we all in agreement? This greatest wrestling match of all time tagline. They're literally trolling the hashtag journalist out here in the wrestling yeah. world. And 100. if you two want to troll the hashtag journalist in the wrestling world, you'll take yourselves to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official hashtag journalism t-shirt. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. I'm gonna tell y'all like this. I'm I'm loving it. Um, and, and this and this is the crazy part, man, because I I do listen to Meltzer and Alvarez and some of those other guys just strictly for research, because they same reason I listen to Rush Limbaugh. I don't you necessarily agree. Huh? No, nah, no, nah, I don't necessarily agree with what they say, but they found a way to make some money in some shit that I'm trying to figure out how to make some money with. So you know, for research purposes, trying to figure out what they do and how I can do it or at least do it better. But do you understand? They're really like into this. Oh, it's not going to be the greatest wrestling match of all time, and. Do you realize how self-righteous and, and self-important you have to be not only to not realize that you're getting trolled, but to just buy into it? Like, my God, man, buy a clue. Go get Vanner White. Go buy a clue. Y'all know how I want this match to end? This is exactly how I want the match to go. I'm about to give it to you, beat for beat. Ding, ding, ding. RKO! One, two, three, and that's it. That's the match. That's, That's exactly what, the- what I was thinking too. <laughs> they did that. They've, they've already done lie. that. They've already done that though. He kicked out of that though. That was no, the beginning I mean, of. Yeah. It also wasn't the greatest wrestling match of all time, Tony. Come on, Jeez. Or just, or just finger poke a doom all over again. Could you imagine if Vince Russo fucking hyped up the finger poke a doom as the best wrestling show ever? This sounds like some Vince Russo shit, bro. I got a great idea for you. Let, let's just ruin Meltzer. We'll, we'll ruin everybody. Alvarez and, uh, you know, Conrad Fatass Thompson. All them. We'll just make them think this is going to be a great match. Great match, bro. Edge, Randy Orton. They're, they're, they're great workers. We know, bro. So here's what's going to happen. Smoke's going to hit. Edge is going to slide in the ring. Hump it a little bit like he did in, like, 2007. Get up. Try to hit his spear. RKO with Don, bro. Melter's head would literally explode. He'd be out there, ah, and his head would just explode. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. God damn it, Chris. Melter! <laughs> <laughs> First time, motherfucker! Nelson! Oh my god. I'm, that almost yeah. sounded like Rob Van Dam's old theme song, too, though. You remember that one? Where it's just five star frog splash! Dun 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 Rob Van Dam! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to think. I've heard that the match has already been recorded, so I, I don't know. I, I, I hope that's how they play this, though. Other than that match, this is actually shaping up to be a decent cat. I mean, we got Lashley and McIntyre in the main event for the Universal title. That should be pretty good. Two big behemoth Mellon Farmers smashing into each other. The women's tag match should be pretty pretty good. Um, Asuka, I, I'm, look, look at me. I've been listening too much Meltzer. I was about to say Asuka. 
Which you would think Melon Farmer would know how to fucking say Especially a Japanese of all people, name. Of all, From all how people. much he blows them. You think I'm bad of with that? People. Holy fucking crap. He should have fucking Japanese citizenship with how much dick he sucked over there. And he can't fucking say Asuka. What the fuck? Yeah, that irritates me too. But I think her and Big Fight are actually going to have a pretty good match. Let me let me say something real quick about Raw, which I thought was a really good show. Because you guys know I've been very critical of this new Asuka character. Her, char- yeah. Character. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But that just that little throwaway backstage segment she had with Charlotte when she was doing the whole Godzilla thing, and Charlotte looks at her and says, "Do you take nothing serious?" And she says, "Yes, I do." And then slaps her. That one little backstage segment there was so that added so much depth to her character. I, in my humble opinion, I thought just that one little thing, and you could do that in wrestling, and they've been doing it a lot better. MVP's been well, the MVP. And we're going to get the greatest match ever. Come on, man. That's worth the price of admission. I might buy this pay-per-view even though I have the WWE Network for $9.99. Just to see the greatest match ever. No, I'm not. (laughs) I feel like I'm obligated to spend an additional $70 to buy this on pay-per-view even though I can watch it for free with my WWE subscription for $10.55 a month. Well, I mean, to be fair, man, I I blew my wrestling budget on Double or Nothing last month. So for the year, I blew my wrestling budget the year so that was a hell of a pick right there hey they can't all be winners man sometimes you the dog sometimes you the hydra what you want me to do about it fair enough but uh you know i'll give it i'll give wwe credit because the shows that i've come in with the least amount of expectations for or thought that they just be b or c level passover trash can shows tend to impress me a little bit. I don't know if that's because my bar is set so low, like you said before, and like your whole motto is to temper your expectations when it comes to things, or if they try a little harder because they expect people to be phoning it in and just not caring. So it could be good. Asuka and Nia Jax, you know, that's that's usually a good match. I can't argue that. And I've been on the other side of the coin with you with the Asuka character because I love her ridiculous just... Everybody does. Fucking stupid character. Like, it's amazing. Everybody does. It's just me, and I I don't get it, especially now when everybody's so, you know, sensitive to certain things. If I'm looking at it and saying this shit is racist, I mean, the only way it could be more racist is if she just come out going, Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla. I, I just don't get it. I think it's accepted because, A, it's her, and B, she has that YouTube show. If she didn't have the YouTube channel where she did all of this stuff, where she has like the little typical anime characters and the expressions and all that, that goofy over the top crap, and she'll be playing Mario or doing like the Legend of Zelda theme on a recorder or Dragon Ball Z kind of stuff, like we just know she's a dork. And it just happens to be she likes things from Japan because she's from Japan. So I don't think it's necessarily interpreted as racist. It's just. Oaska's a fucking dork, and she's just kind of playing into her goofy, dorky side. Yeah. And yeah, from uh, some people might see it as, oh, well, they're they're steering into the stereotype skid. But this this is one of the few times where the the smarter internet fan thing kind of plays to help a gimmick because it's like if Xavier Woods showed up and he started just quoting Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or dressing up like Final Fantasy characters. We know he's a fucking dork. So it's not like he's 
turning into like some kind of nerd or going into that stereotype, we know that's actually him. So it's it's easier for us to accept it as that is who they are instead of blaming it on the out-of-touch old man just delving into stereotypes and just staring into his kid. Well, actually, it's it, it would be like if Xavier Woods showed up on TV playing a trombone, throwing pancakes out to the crowd. Oh, yes, they did that. Anywho, back, but back, hey, but back to backlash. That Another saved thing too, that gimmick and got them over as fuck. If we're if we're being honest here, no, they were already over as fuck, and then they did that you goofy think shit. So? But I, don't I didn't go there. really think they're 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 like new wave. Like preacher kind of thing initially. I didn't think that was really catching We're not on. We're talking thought... about initially, man. There's like three years between initial and pancake tossing. Oh, well, I didn't just mean pancakes, but the fact that they were just over the top doofy, and then they just added more shit to it. That that worked. They're the, what the highly, highest merch sellers. How many years in a row? Or they were up there for a good long portion of time. Okay, fine. Make your money, guys. But yeah, them three pickaninnies on that goddamn cereal box just—it just—it's a little cringy to me. But make your money, fellas. Plus, we got Kofi Mania out of it. I get it. I'm not Plus hating on them. I'm just fifteen dollars for a box of Budios. So you're gonna make money off of that. How you know? It was at Fye. I looked at one point. I was curious. You gonna buy Budios? It was twelve or fifty. Hey, you know, if you eat them, then you ain't booty. So then people couldn't pick on me because I wouldn't be booty. So I was I was trying. I was trying to do something. I didn't want to be booty, man. Do me a favor. <laughs> do something else. But because <laughs> I'm but, not the uh, booty man, you know. I'm I'm not I'm not Zodiac. I'm not I'm not Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I can't be the booty man. <laughs> but no, nah, I think this show's gonna be all right. Plus, don't be surprised if we get some type of schmaz. Friday night, and we end up with a Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles uh, confrontation on this show as well. Just kind of like a throw in. I mean, hopefully not, because AEW ends that way, what, 75% of the time. I'm kind of sick of seeing, like, With Daniel Bryan? No, just Schmaz pull apart endings. Like, I'm just like, no more of that. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is they have their finals for the Intercontinental title match on Friday. And I'm saying don't be surprised if that match ends in a non-finish and they end up throwing that match ah. on the pay-per-view as well. That's all I'm that's what I'm saying. Which yeah. title? Which title? What did I say? Oh, what you why don't you tell me? No, why don't you tell me? No, no. You first. Andrew. It's your thing. Will you just do it? <laughs> I don't want to know. Good. Anywho, as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted. He's going to cut me off at any point in time right now. So before he does it, I, I want to sit back and I'm going to let all of you know the meaning of life. The entire weird, wild, wonderful, wacky thing called life comes down to this one thing. 42. Yay! You're supposed to cut me off before... Way before now, actually. I told you I wasn't going to. He is a man of his word, Chris. Don't you know? Jesus This is Christ. a new PC, Tony. <laughs> All right. Well, then, five. <laughs> Dear white people. So what That's you a good gonna... movie. That's a good movie, honestly. Oh, no, it yeah. is not. It is a terrible... <laughs> it is a fucking terrible movie and an even worse TV show. Oh no, I didn't like the TV show. I thought the t- I thought the movie was all right. 
the movie was horrible. They both like they were written by the the worst ends of Black Twitter. Like <laughs> just Black Twitter. It's not even anybody of repute. It's just Black Twitter. Oh, it's just God damn. I just oof. Don't get me started. We're going one day. We're going to do Potter's War okay. at the movies. You know what I mean? Which, which one is worse, Dear White People or Queen and Slim? Oh, Queen and Slim. It's not even close. Wow. Fuck. Okay. Okay. It's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah. That's much worse. Much worse. Okay. Yeah. The don't my best biggest problem with Dear White People is all the characters were so whiny and bitch made. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, that's kind of just what I expect most people nowadays to be, which is why I kind of took it, tried to take it from that perspective, and I'm like. That's why I'm like, it wasn't a bad movie for what they were trying to say. Do I agree with it necessarily? Meh. <laughs> because they're whiny. But, but I thought uh, it was going to be cool. You know what I mean? Some black people, you know, talking shit about white people. I thought it was going to be cool. You know what I mean? I had high hopes for it going into it. And it, it, it it's just trash, man. It's just trash. It was trash. Queen and Slim is trash. That uh, The new show on Netflix, what's the one? Um... The guy that did Blackish, I forgot what. Um, it's supposed to be like a reality show, and um, uh, Rashida, uh, Rashida Harris, Rashida Jones is his wife. I can't remember the name of it, but that's trash too. Uh, well, I'm not gonna. Uh, look, I was gonna look up the name, but if it's trash, I'm not even gonna look it up. Nah, I don't even fox with it. unless. I mean, Rashida Jones is fine, so you can just put it on mute and <clears throat> stare at her for a half hour. That is that is true. Uh, that, yeah. that that was part of the nice thing about Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec was a lot better than The Office, in my opinion, but Rashida Whoa, Jones definitely pushed No, it let's, no, come on. Aubrey Plaza no, and Rashida Jones. Like this. No. The, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big Office fan. I laughed, I laughed harder at The Office than I did Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec was excellent, though. Very excellent. Well, 30, 30 Rock is shitting on both of them, and it's not even close. Yeah, uh, no, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong about that. No, no. I, I got, love. man. You know, 30, you, here, you know, here's... The office? Here's my problem with 30 Rock. 30 Rock is not rewatchable, while Parks and Rec and The Office is for me. What do you mean it's not rewatchable, Liz Lemon? It's not rewatchable, Liz Lemon. Listen, Christopher Platt, if you don't shut up, I'm going to get you pregnant. <laughs> you sound like you're having a stroke, man. What's I can just, get this whole podcast pregnant. I'm going to pregnate that <laughs> bottle of Corona beer Andrew drinking over there. No! <laughs> Yeah, you just drank my pregnant. <laughs> that that could be name for the show right there. You just drank I, my pregnant. I, I fucking <laughs> love. I love Tracy Morgan to death, dude. That guy is a fucking American icon and a gem. If you haven't Jeez. witnessed his comedy genius, then you're doing yourself a disfavor. He's just a funny melon farmer, man. He's got to be one of the most the, the funniest people. Everything about him is just funny. Even he doesn't even have to be telling stand up. Just stand up, and he's funny. Thank God he can stand up nowadays, though. Or even the um the joke he had on Saturday Night Live when Eddie hosted, yeah, and they were the all truck. thinking Netflix for all that money. He said, "No, not me, not me. I made my money on the road." What you mean by touring? Okay, no, I, I got hit by a truck. Yeah, That's why I said, thank God he can stand up. Oh. Yeah, he went through it. He did. Yeah, that he was did. fucked up. Yeah.
It's been many days and many nightos since we've had New hey! Japan Wrestling. That's all I got. Andrew, take it away. So, it's it's time. And it's not Vader time. It's not Veda time either if you're a Veda Scott fan. It's time for New Japan to okay. fucking finally return. Everybody else in Japan decided to do shit, but not them. They had to be fucking special. Now, as of June 15th, we're going to get a special double secret probation card that they haven't haven't revealed, but it should be live from Fight Island. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, and we know where that is now. We know where that yeah. is now. Yeah, yeah, yes, we yeah. do. Uh, tune in to Three Man Weave this Monday. <laughs> but now the fun part is, from the 16th to July 11th, we're getting the New Japan Cup, which sort of happened back in March. And it's interesting with the New Japan Cup because there's a good portion of people that couldn't make it because of travel restrictions, like Jay White can't, Will Ospreay, a few other notable names. So... They decided to throw in, like, half of the junior division. So we're going to get Hiromu Takahashi on one side and the rest of the LIJ members on the other side. So even though Hiromu is on the same side as Okada. So there, there's there's a funny situation where we were supposed to get Hiromu versus Naito for the anniversary show, champion versus champion. And they were supposed to have that feel-good kind of moment that didn't happen. So we might be seeing... Naito versus Hiromu if Hiromu wins the cup. Or we could even see an all LIJ kind of finals. And the the way it matches out is really nice too, because they did kind of keep everybody's feuds in line where Tanahashi and Ibushi have to face Zack Saber and Taichi for their first round matches and Yoshihashi and Goto and all them have, have people they've been faced up against. So it's it's cool how they're kind of trying to jam what feels like two months of storyline into one tournament starting the 16th, going to the 11th. And then Dominion is going to be Osaka Joe Hall on, on the 11th, I believe. Cause that, that's the finals. So I remember before we, um, we went on the air you told me to check out the, the bracket, you know, just so I have a point <laughs> of reference. And then after I checked out the bracket, you, you proceeded to come on here and, literally take the piss out of what I was going to say. Just supposed to know you were going to say the same fucking thing. We didn't talk about well, that. Well, no. What I was going to say was the thing that stood out to me most was were the names that weren't on there. I didn't see Osprey. I, I didn't see um, uh, um, Juice Robinson. I didn't see um, Kenta. And I was going to ask you, you know, to kind of expound upon that. Was that Rona related? Now, I'm assuming that it was, but it's I trouble. thought at least... So, Rona related. Correct. You just had to say it your way, huh? Well, I mean, sure. We, we yeah. I, I like to just say travel restrictions because certain countries have come off of the Rona bans, so I don't know if it's who it is in and out, how exactly the travel restrictions work now. If it's purely because of Rona, if it's purely because of other things, I don't fucking know. That's why now, I like travel restrictions. Now, shout out to Asia. And when I say Asia, I mean the whole goddamn continent because they handled this rona situation exponentially better than we have so i had to give them the props about that so we, we're coming we're we about to get hit again man wait about round fall we're gonna get hit with rona 2 electric boogaloo 
Tony, you 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 had a rebuttal. Nope, had time to think about it. Okay, so you did say though that you looked at the the breakdown. Where do you see this going? Do you see it being Hiromu winning so we can get the nice Naito versus Hiromu on the twelfth after the finals, or do you think it's going to be Okada or somebody else from the other side, like an Ibushi or Shingo or Evil or Sonata? I have no idea, man, to be honest with you, because it's been so long since I've seen some New Japan. I don't even know the ground. I don't even recall the groundwork that they were laying. The only thing that I knew for certain or that I thought I knew for certain is that we were heading towards an Ibushi Naito match for the title in the Tokyo Dome next year. But now I don't even know if that's on the table. Now, the idea of an Ibushi uh, Tanahashi matchup in the second round, that does make my mouth salivate a little bit. I wouldn't mind checking that out. Oh, see, you're you're on the other side of the game then, because I think this is this is going to be Taichi's chance to shine, where Tanahashi does have a bit of a history in not being wonderful in the first round of the New Japan Cup. Like, I think he's been bounced in the first round four or five times. I think there was like three years in a row where he got bounced in the first round. So him against Taichi, and tai, Taichi's looked a lot better. We knew him more or less as the the jokey wannabe vampire idol, whatever the fuck, where most of us just cared because Miho Abe is gorgeous and that that she came out with him, so that was what we cared about. But he's put on some good matches. He's tried a little harder. And the fact that him and Sabre were going to challenge for the tag belts before the virus hit, Sabre's got a bushi, and we know those are good matches every time they've happened. And Taichi versus Tanahashi. This could be a little bit of a, a moment for Taichi if he goes through Tanahashi and then maybe Ibushi and then gets to the semis or maybe gets to the finals. I'd be I'd be really happy to see Taichi get a legitimate push since even though he's been considered the the asshole kind of student of Toshiaki Kawada and like a disappointment or a disgrace because of the way he's handled his career for the first 10 years. He's still been trained by one of the four pillars of heaven. He's still got that kind of pedigree and he should still be that fucking good. And we see it when he wants to try. So if they can put a little bit of effort behind him and he can keep the motivation, I'd like, I'd like to see Tai Chi finally get a little bit of a moment. And see, I didn't even think it that far. The, the, as far as I got was, Okay, we're we're not gonna have Tanahashi versus Clark Kent again, aka Zack Saber Jr. Because we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we just saw that and we've been seeing it, seeing it a lot lately. So that's what. And then I I thought of oh Abushi because you know how I feel about my man Abushi and him mm-hmm. and Tanahashi. I'm like yeah okay I, yeah I could smoke a bag of that. So that's just it, automatically where my mind went as far as who wins this tournament. Yeah, man, I have no clue, man. Um, if you would have asked me pre Rona, I would have thought this was probably gonna be Will Ospreay's coming out party, but now. I don't know. And maybe this is a good thing. This gives Ghetto a chance to kind of play around with some stuff and, and, and try some different things. We've seen it over here in the States. They've been trying some different things. So maybe this is an opportunity for them to kind of hit the reset button and, and do some different things, you know? You don't have to worry about crowd reaction because are are, are, are they going to have a crowd? What's, I've, I've heard different stories about that. I've heard they're going to have like it half, half capacity and have the guys, people spread out. I've heard rumors that they're just going to do like everybody else here and maybe have the wrestlers in the crowd, or are they just going to go empty arena? Have you heard anything about this? I think the only thing they've said is that it's going to be without spectators. Now, Mm. does that mean there's going to be people from the the locker room or from the office in there? Maybe, because spectators is kind of a vague word. 
you, you know you know what I mean? Like spectators, yeah. they could just imply it that it's paid customers, and if it's people from the back, they're not really spectators, though they're watching. I don't know. It's interesting, but you brought up a wonderful point, which I'm assuming you brought up because you looked at the the bracket. Do you think this is Okada's chance to get a little bit of a comeuppance on Ghetto, since Ghetto is his first round draw? So is is Ghetto going to maybe pull off some sneaky shit and pull off the upset, and then we're going to see a little more of an Okada rebound because Bullet Club did some shenanigans, or is Okada just going to beat the ever-living fuck out of Ghetto? That's a good question. I think we'll we'll see that one going because there's not really a clear path for Okada right now for the rest of the year. You True. know what I mean? He, I, I'm assuming he's not going to be in the title picture right now because that would do Naito a disservice. You got to he he vanquished that demon already. Don't bring him right back there, man. Let him establish himself as the guy first. So yeah, I could see that. I could see that playing out. Shit, really, until we get to the Tokyo Dome next year. But the thing about the uh, spectators thing is, you know, Asians aren't assholes. Not to say that there's not asshole Asians, but uh, on a collective, Asians aren't assholes as we are in America. So, and I'm, what I mean by that is, if they're sick, if they're sick, they're not going to show up to the arena. If they do show up to the arena, they're going to take the proper precautions. They'll wear their mask and their gloves and whatnot, and they'll do everything they can to make sure that people aren't going to get sick. So, I, you know, you can have them in the building and trust that they're going to be reasonably responsible when it comes to everything that's going on. Now, stupid Americans, you'll have some fat bastard sneeze on the back of your neck and shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's just yeah. how we are. We're fucking savages. <laughs> but you could trust yeah. the Asian people a little bit more, I believe. So if they did want to have spectators, excuse me, or paying customers, that's a safer bet than doing it here because I don't know when I'll feel comfortable going back to a wrestling show because y'all motherfuckers is crazy and you're not very hygienic. 2021 at some point, probably. Quick note, it was 87 or 88. I was at a wrestling show. My stepdad took me and Hulk Hogan was the main event against Mr. Perfect. And some ladies behind me spilled nachos and cheese all over us. That's that's a legit shoot. That actually happened. Exactly. Yeah, that won't really happen in Japan. So that that that's a good point from they both of you. They not have nachos, or they not put cheese on their nachos. They probably no, don't you have idiot. nachos, they honestly. They probably don't have nachos. They might have they something do. snacky. They might have like hot dogs or whatever. I don't. You know who we should ask? I'm gonna have to talk to Matthew because he actually went there last year. Remember? Because he got Corona first. He was yes. ahead of the curve. Yes, technically we broke He's the story in curve. January. Was it February? <laughs> that is true because <laughs> we put coronavirus in the title. So. There it goes. So I gotta ask him what they have for snacks and shit like that, because I I doubt it's nachos. It's probably mint, like fucking what well, those ramen bowls or like maybe hot dogs or something like that, but something simple. So, Tony, I know I know you're not the biggest fan of anything that's not on national television, but given from what we talked about, where do you see things going? Do you do you maybe see Hiromu winning? Do you see Okada getting screwed? You you know these names well enough. Like throw out, throw out a Tony take. Tony throw out a Tony take. Tony sees them having a tournament. That's what he thinks. Yeah, I think there will be a month of good matches, and then Dominion's on the twelfth. Hey, Tony. <laughs> I've won Fight Island. Couldn't have said it better myself, gents. Well done. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you'd pull something out of your ass because your guess is as good as any of ours. Because just like Chris said, it's been three fucking months. Nobody knows what's going on. Anything that was planned 
got fucked a little bit. Let me let me pay attention a little bit here until we get to the semis, and then I'll give you an educated guess. How's that sound? All right, sounds fair. You can. The chair shot. Yeah, you can count on Chris <laughs> to crush my <laughs> segue. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Dead air is a no-no. Motherfucker, are you kidding me? Every yeah, fucking good. time. You just did it again. Dead <laughs> air is killed on radio, you son of a bitch. That's why. He edits it. He can fucking cheer it up. That's the point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he ain't edited it now. Here we go. Here's the real segue. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. Yo, Mars Blackman here with my main man, Michael Jordan. Yo, Mike, what makes you the best player in the universe? Is it the vicious stunts? No, Mars. Is it the haircut? No, Mars. Is it the shoes? No, Mars. Is it the extra long shorts? No, Mars. Is the shoes it, right? Nah. Is it the short socks? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. What about the shoes? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. Gentlemen, it's got to be the shoes. Uh, a little bit of miscommunication led to some very, very fun, interesting. Go ahead, Platt. Yeah, you're bursting over there. No, go ahead. no, it, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, 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 you are. Go ahead. It was an asshole that decided to do an asshole thing, and yet here we are. So please you said horseshoes. You said horseshoes <laughs> first. It was horse fucking shoes. Was the first fucking word that was in there. Horseshoes. <laughs> That's miscommunication from the start. I don't care how much I drank. Miscommunication. Booyah. All right, so a little insider baseball here, ladies and gentlemen, for the five people that watch this show. In our private five chat, people watch this. Shut up. We call shows shoes. That's kind of a little inside running joke. So this smelling farmer knew what I was talking about. You said horseshoes, though. I'm talking. <laughs> beep, beep. When growing up to talking. Too, I, sorry. You know, okay, when, I'll. When, I'll... When my, I rest my case, Your Honor. When, when, when my mouth's up, you shut the fuck up, okay? I was hoping to have an in-depth and intellectual conversation really? regarding... Yes, really, an intellectual and in-depth conversation about the possible end of house shows 
due to coronavirus. And if we've had, if we have seen the end of house shows, but these motherfuckers want to talk about shoes. So guys, <laughs> talk about shoes. Hey, I, I tuned into the whole thread late because you did say horseshoes. Yeah, so I was like, I, I thought ESPN was showing cornhole, and then now you're talking about horseshoes. I'm like, fuck, is that like some two o'clock in the morning fucking like Atlanta only ESPN the Ocho kind of thing? Did I miss horseshoes? Because horseshoes probably better than cornhole. F and like, F and A. Yeah, and then you're like house shoes, and then then we talked about house shoes, and you're like house shows, motherfucker. It was like wonderful typos or just miscommunication. Like it's just this domino effect of how stupid can we make this topic? And no. good God, we fucking made it work. This Bella Farmatoni knew exactly what the fuck I was talking no, about. No, I didn't. I you said horseshoes. And then I said house shoes, which you knew meant house shows. <laughs> then you got on a whole tangent about house shoes. And apparently in New Jersey and Milwaukee, ladies and gentlemen, they don't wear house shoes, i.e. shoes not, that they wear around the house. Apparently not in the that's summer. That's a more concept to them. No, they just I'll, go get, I'll like go get mine. I'll go get it. I'll go get them. They, they just I'll walk go around get them right now. like a bunch of goddamn right Neanderthals. Just, oh, oh, I scratch, I itch, oh, oh, no shoes in town. They'd be oh, in the, oh. if I was in the ring, they'd be in the opposite corner heels, right now. I can heels looking quick. like they've been tarred gravel it, for fine. 15 hours a day for 12 weeks, over 72 years. You said it like it's a bad thing. That means I got one hell of a hook kick right there, motherfucker. You know, if, if it's like my heel has been going against gravel because I don't wear no house shoes, no, oh my God. Tony just pulled out like the most fluffy slippers. Are those made by Uggs or something? What the These fuck are, my are house those? Shoes. What the? Jesus Christ! What is wrong with you people? Like, seriously? In the house, you take off your outside shoes? Sure, I'll do that. Then you have socks on, or then you have a carpet, or then if you don't have a carpet and your feet are cold, you put on socks. What the shit? When it's cold, I wear them. When when it's not, I don't like anything on my feet. Just generally speaking, I, I'm not wearing anything now on my feet. I mean, I have shorts and a shirt on. There's plaits. Yeah, I, I know you have the shirt on at least. Yeah, I got a You're pair a big of those too. Harrelson fan, huh? I also have outside house shoes, like ones I'll wear if I'm running to the gas station or running the trash out and or something like that, or if I'm going to go out on the and, balcony and smoke or something like that. Okay, now let's let's come together here. And generally, those pair of shoes are your old number one house shoes. The the outside real quick shoes are just no the no no. I want plants. I want plants. Answer here. Sorry. That's what I call them. Just like the shitty shoes you don't wear out much anymore. You just got to run and do the trash or run and cut the grass. That's just shitty like work shoes. It's either. Yeah, you're both right. So it's either the old house shoes that, you know, outlive their fluffiness or it's the old sneakers that you wore one too many times and they got fucked up and you might cut the grass in them or just make a quick run or something like that. So either or. Speaking of cutting the grass, old turf shoes from baseball. Those were great. Nice traction. Get up the hill with the lawnmower in front of you. Don't mind if you get the green on them. Up a hill? How much fucking land you got in your yard? <laughs> fucking so, Barrington Tunney in the house. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you like sitting on like an acre and a half for some shit like that? Do sometimes, we not know? sometimes you got to push that mower. But what the fuck? 
But like, you got the ones that you got to push it in order for the blades to spin. Is that what you're saying? No, I, I can either bag it or mulch it. I like to do it. He it's did, a good workout. He just didn't want to spring for the riding mower because he didn't oh. want to look too bougie. That's what it is. Yeah, you know, I got, he wants I, to maintain he's a man for the other yeah, people, right? Yeah, that yeah. is exactly what it is. Like, I'm still blue collar. I push this. Don't worry. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good time to get a workout in and get some sun. So you either bag it or you mulch it. First you bag it and then you mulch it. Okay, cool. Good for you. Sure. Well, I don't cut grass anyway, man. Whenever I have lawns, I just pay the neighborhood kid 50 bucks a month. And, he, you know, they'll come hit it every week. Yeah, I don't have enough lawn to really matter. So weed whackers work or grass whips or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Because that is one of the few things that have like six different names. And I don't really understand why. You (laughs) You ever been hit in your ankle with a weed whacker? That shit hurts, man. I used to work landscaping for a few years. Yes. <laughs> you, ever, you ever been shot in your ass with a BB gun? No, no, no. Sadly, Can't no. Say that I have. That no. Sadly. You want to tell us? No, me neither. Are you sure? <laughs> I feel like that's a story. Nope. No? Okay. No. All right, my... so speaking of more miscommunications of grandeur that somebody decided to say this week, did y'all hear what the fuck Jameis Winston fucking said? I think it was earlier today or yesterday. Where he said historically he believes he is one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. Why Did would he not that? think that? No, I didn't hear that, but why would he, he not think that? He said those words. He said those words. Of course he would think that. He's a quarterback. But but he's I wrong. Mean, if you put the, <laughs> if you if you put that if is that the exact statement? You can double check, or you know what? As, no, no, as no. I, I, this, but I need to. But I need to know the. I need to know the exact statement to to whether or not what side I'm going to fall on this on this uh, uh, quote. Hold on one second. Because if because if three letters are involved in this statement, then it's not true whatsoever. But if they're not involved in this statement, you could make an argument for that. And Platt thinks I. Jeer. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean because I, because what he did in co- I'm sorry, go, go ahead, Platt. No, no, you no, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, go, go on now. You're gonna forget it because of what he did in college, and the the, the things he's his college career is 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 exceptional beyond belief, right? What he did for Florida State, and then you add to the numbers. Not the wins and losses, but the stats that he had. <laughs> Go ahead, interceptions. Andrew. Well, but I'm saying he put up he put up touchdown passes. I'm saying oh, so dude threw for it, five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns, man. There's okay, a lot so of Heisman. There's quote. a lot of Heisman winning quarter uh, quarterbacks that did a lot less than he did. Go ahead. Okay, so here's this quote coming off of saying he's better than a lot of current NFL starters. He says, That's "I true. know what I'm worth." And I know day in and day out, without publicly coming in and saying it, that historically, I'm one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. Well, out of the thousands of quarterbacks that have ever played in the NFL, is he in the top 500? Yes. I don't think that's questionable. I mean, Andrew's clearly coming at this from a bias of a losing team and a losing fan under his realm in Tampa. the fact that he's thrown a shitload of interceptions and... Half of his yards, if you counted on Yak from like what they intercepted back to the end zone, he could have thrown for eight thousand yards last year if you counted the interception. So, fuck. 
Give me, but give me the last two sentences. Don't can fucking I, matter. Can I have the last two sentences again? I said if you counted the yak on the interception. No, 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 no. On the, on the James, on the James Winston quote. Oh, James, Win- <laughs> James Winston quote. Oh, yeah, James Winston. James Winston. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know exactly what you were getting at. So give me one second to bring it back. Uh, so it is. And I know day in and day out without publicly coming in, without publicly coming in and saying it, that historically I'm one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. Andrew's going to feel so stupid when he leads the saints to the playoffs. <sighs> they'll, 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 he's going to start. That's why he signed there. He knows that. So what's going to happen is they'll, they'll feign some sort of injury I... with Drew Brees just so he can save face. But Jameis is going to be leading that team to the playoffs. Okay. Or you in the playoffs. That. You think that. James yeah. could do it with a decent defense and two receivers, and the Saints Andrew, have Andrew, a- Andrew, Andrew, snowflake balls to last. Andrew, Go. Drew Brees, Drew Brees lost at home in the playoffs to Kirk Cousins. I don't want to hear yeah. that shit. He's washed. I'm not. Shit. I'm not He's I'm, washed. I am not here He's standing. Washed. Up. I'm I can't, not here standing up for Drew I'll Brees. Give you, I'll give you stats to support Drew Brees is not washed. He's washed, honey. I don't give a damn about your stats. He lost at home in the playoffs to Kirk Cousins. First of, all, good, first of all, good for you for knowing that I'm going to come at you with stats, but in the last three years, he's set the NFL record for completion percentage. He has the top three ever single-season completion percentage in the NFL the last three years. Does that sound like a guy that's aging? And the last two years at home in the playoffs – he lost to Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. He's washed. No, that Case team was Keenum. much better last year. And Case Keenum, that's even worse. I, I thought it was Goff, though. I think it was Goff. because no, He the lost year to they Vikings the twice, I thought. No, 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 no. They lost to the Rams the year they went to the Super Bowl. Did they? Because I thought Case Keenum's Vikings beat him, and then, then Kirk Cousins' Vikings beat him the next time. Who gives shit? The bottom line is he's washed, man. That team was much better. With no, Dave we're talking Richard, about the best the quarterbacks right now between Jared Goff, Case Keenum, and Kirk Cousins. These guys are studs, right? <laughs> you mean? Never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. I was about to make a, 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 is that a AJ? Gay joke, and I don't think that's appropriate. Yes, that was. <laughs> Hi, AJ. <laughs> uh, uh, he's, he's washed, Tony. Okay, but seriously though. Winston is the top 500 out of 1,000, sure. But when you say you're historically the best, you're not looking to be 49% to fucking 40. You think you're higher than that. And you, you, can't, you can't just be like, well, he threw for a bunch of yards and a few touchdowns. He's thrown for a shitload of fucking interceptions, too. Look, man, he look, can't win a fucking look. He almost lost the starting job to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Look. Sean Payton is going to sprinkle some of that Sean Payton dust on him. He's going to have that Saints job by week 10. They're going to say that Drew Brees has some sort of injury or something so he can save face because of what he means to that franchise and they don't want to embarrass him. And they're going to go on a run and they're going to make the playoffs. All I'm going to say is Bill Parcells dust kind of ran out eventually. And I think, I think that uh, Payton is from the Parcells tree and his dust is starting to kind of look like Parcells from the Cowboys. If you get my drift. You mean making the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. How many? How many games did they win under Parcells? Enough to make the playoffs. I mean, the good ones that matter. The playoff wins are all that matters. Last Tony Robo fumbled that away. Wow. I mean, you're not wrong, but still, they lost. Yeah. I mean, what are you saying, man? 
And yes, Drew Brees is washed, Tony. I don't give a damn what the stats say. That team was much better with Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't even think Teddy Bridgewater is that great. But the team was better when he was under center. I think the first few weeks are going to make a difference. Like, we'll, we'll see if Breeze is washed or not. Because Breeze did not look the same towards the end of the season when he came back. But he didn't look 100% washed. But I, I do like your classification of he lost to Kirk Cousins, so he, his career is fucked. Oh, so I, I can't really argue that. <laughs> but... this, this is like, like okay, Tony, let me give you an example that you'll understand. When Allen Iverson got traded to Denver from Philly, we still thought that he was still Allen Iverson. But by the time he got to Denver, he was clearly washed. Am I lying? I, I can't do that. Allen Iverson the is whole, no Chauncey Billups. The whole kid, shut up. The whole, <laughs> the whole kid of caboodle is, is structured around Drew Brees. He's been in that offense for Please how many years? Yeah. I supposed to be years. franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. We sitting in here. I supposed to be franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. We... Alan Iverson, and just, sorry. And just so I can piss you both off, Drew Brees is washed. Tom Brady is washed. Rapeless Burger is washed. Oh, yeah, Rapeless Burger, definitely. Aaron Rodgers is washed. That was, you're just... You're just fishing there. Good for you. Aaron Rodgers had no one to throw That was very Skip Bayless of you. It was very Colin Cowherd of you. Well done. Well done. Way to fish. Way to fish. But Aaron Rodgers didn't have Adams for like half the season, so that's not fair because he was relying on green fucking receivers who could barely fucking do their job. You know, Brady Brady was the most accurate or up there, top five accuracy when it came to twenty yard or deeper passes. Last it doesn't year. help my it doesn't help my cause when Aaron Rodgers isn't washed when old Brady defender over here is the first one to come <laughs> to my defense, right? But like, at the same time, oh. you're still fishing. You're still fishing. Like this Melon Farmer, like Brady didn't just put up thirteen points at home versus Tennessee in the playoffs. But he okay, but he's Tom terrific. Who did he have? Listen, okay, cool. I'll give it back that to Andrew by saying I disagree with Max here. Kellerman. Brady hasn't seen the cliff yet. No, Brady hasn't seen the cliff in like three years because he fell off that Bella Farmer. Wow. Okay. I don't think so. We'll, we'll find out. I mean, th- this year is a make or break for a lot of the older quarter. Like Rivers, Rivers could have just been in a bad system. Oh, All right, the Colts, Rivers throws that was an ugly stupid. fucking pass. Don't get me wrong. Rivers throws an the ugly fucking pass. Colts are open to go two and fourteen this year. Rivers is a maybe. Rivers There's might neither. be washed. Roethlisberger's definitely washed. Breeze needs a few weeks to find out. And I think Brady needs a few weeks to find out. But Rodgers is the furthest away from washed out of the five. I just oh, want to make it clear to everybody in the entire fucking universe that the Colts have no chance in hell of winning a Super Bowl. They might as well go fucking 1-15 or 2-14. and Phillip Rivers is not going to win at all with that team, they will not make the playoffs. Period. And why story. are you so anti Philip Rivers? Were I'm not. That's the truth. If you don't like the truth, change the narrative. Speak on. Were you were you like a low key Broncos fan at some point, and because he hurt Cutler's feelings, he hurt your feelings? Yes, yes. I I am a Green Bay Packers <laughs> fan, and I'm a Broncos fan. Come on, now. <laughs> Speaking of, hey, your, that your... would just make that one Super Bowl really nice for you because you were just undercover going, yay, whoever wins, Tony is happy. Pull your, <laughs> little pull baby your... Tony, when you're like 10 years old uh... under the covers going, I love Portis, yeah, and we forth. Yeah, I was 16 <laughs> when right. they played the Broncos and pull your fucking head out of your fucking <laughs> ass. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Broncos, Flacco's washed as well. 
Just throwing it Franco's out there. Franco's been washed for a while. Come on. He signed yeah, with somebody Bron- else. Franco's not on the Broncos anyway. He's on the Jets, I think, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, and they know that he's not going to be back till halfway through the season. He's washed, well, it, rinsed, and dried, and they put him back in, in the Sam drawer Arnold by now. Sees fucking ghosts. He saw fucking ghosts last year. His career is done. No, <laughs> Arnold's good, actually. But after that one thing, they quoted him where he said he was seeing ghosts when he was, I think it was against the Patriots, that fucking defense just kept fucking hitting him. If he keeps that shit up, he's going to turn into Derek Carr, and he's just going to first David Carr. Most improved player this year, Sam Darnold. We'll find it. The way he finished the season last year? Hopefully. Hopefully he gets over that, or he gets turned into David Carr, and he just keeps his head down and fucking falls. Anywho. This NFL season is going to be interesting because I just gave you a list of washed quarterbacks and they're going to start off hot as if they haven't been in those systems for years. And y'all going to be like, see, 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 I told you. Let's see what happens at the end of the year. Okay. What about Baker? Where where are you at with Baker then? You think Case Keenum's going to be his magic answer if he doesn't figure it out or Case Brown's done? What is it? it certainly ain't going to be the magic answer. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm the jury's still out on Baker for me. I don't. He doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. Plus, he's short. But they've. I'll tell you this though. They've done everything they possibly could to give him a chance to succeed this offseason. They short short up the offensive line. They re-signed everybody. You still got Odell and um, Landry Jones on the outside. We still got Chubb, who might low-key be the best back in the league, and Hunt in the backfield. Plus, the guy that they brought in was the offensive coordinator in Minnesota. This Miller Farmer turned Kirk Cousins into a pro bowler. So if he can't succeed with everything we got going on, it just ain't going to happen for him. Dear and Lord, this, dude can- this is Tony Tim here. I really hope to make the Cleveland Browns a really good team next year because it really hasn't been working out for us much lately. I got this crotch and it's almost worn. So I really hope you can help us make things happen. Thanks. This is Tony Tim, Cleveland Browns that- that's another message from the bloken universe, everybody, where Chris is just Tiny Tim, the Browns fan from Lancaster. <laughs> and on that note, I'm just saying, this dude got a playoff win out of Kirk Cousins, man. He's Tiny Tim here again. Really helpful okay, for the Cleveland Browns. We're done here. They had to watch let the good folks know where they can find you, sir. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter. IWC Warchief, do, do, do that thing. And on uh, writing stuff occasionally, probably going to be writing a lot of shit certain next week when New Japan pops back up and during New Japan Cup and all that other fun stuff for thechairshot.com. So uh, keep a lookout for that, Chris. You guys can find me on the real at the real C plat. I'm not on the real C plat. I am the real C plat. How can I be on the real C plat when I am the real C plat? I'm in Says it. Says you I'm on your it. bullshit, motherfucker. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I'm at the real C plat on Twitter. Uh, you can also catch me on Mondays on the Chair Shot Three Man Weave. Myself, Ray Cash, and your commissioner himself, PC Tunney. Uh, you can also catch me on Around the Blocks with Mike Knox. I promise we're going to get some of those up on the chair shot here coming up shortly. Uh, I might be making a special appearance on Bandwagon Nerds this week. They've got a, uh, they're doing a new segment called Ask a Black Dude. They want to know my thoughts and opinions on some sh- black shit because I'm black. So I might be on there this week as well. Even if I'm not, check that out. It's a really cool show. 
Uh, more importantly than all of that, make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up your official chair shot t-shirt. Again, if you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out at the chair shot, the best thing you can do for us is to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Fund us, make sure we can keep providing that content to you. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we depend on the love and support of listeners like you. TheChairShot.com, it's not just a website, it's a movement. God damn it, if it can work for PBS, it works for us too. Uh, Mr. Tunney, where can they find you? You can find me at PC Tunney and everything that I'm doing right there on the Twitter. And, uh, you know, go ahead and check out at ChairShot Media. Go to AngryLemonade.net. And also go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Check all that out. You can also find Tony at your local gymnasium rubbing Aaron Rodgers' back, speaking positive affirmations into his ear, trying to get whatever little bit of juice he still got in it. He's going to wring every last drop out of it. Anywho, for the Commissioner PC Tony, for Mr. Andrew Snowflake Belaz, my name is Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in. Hey, man, enjoy... Black Blacklash. Enjoy it. Yeah, well, you've been getting a lot of Blacklash lately, ain't you, America? But that's on a whole different topic. Is that why Lashley's main eventing oh, the show? Oh, man. <laughs> that's a title contender. <laughs> Blacklash. Hey, seriously, though, enjoy Backlash this weekend. Enjoy whatever other pseudo sports you're watching. Go check out that Mr. Rogers movie if you have stars. And we'll see you guys back here next week. Same plat time, same plat channel. Until then, shalom. Hit it, Carly. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.